Uh, other than that, you know, things are good. The, the kids had a birthday. We celebrated our anniversary. We, you know, I got this new thing at, at work, blah, 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 blah. Episode 807 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, lessons learned, running for a charity. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by the Little Things course, uh, my free course that uh, I put together videos, documents, text, uh, podcast episodes, the whole nine yards uh, that, that are all kind of focused on helping you shore up the little things of your running career. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out already, disruns.com slash little things is the link. There's no upsells. There's no, uh, credit cards required. It's, 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 you know, free, free. So, uh, check it out. Disruns.com slash little things. And how does that support the show? You might ask, you might be wondering what's, what's the catch. Uh, there are some things listed in there, some resources, some options, some things like that, that I talk about that you might want to get, you might want to check out. And, uh, inside that course is all manner of affiliate links, which means that, you know, when you buy something, when you buy one of the, the products that, that I, I have talked about there, uh, if you, if you decide to choose to do so, there's a, a commission that comes my way. It costs you nothing more. It's, it's the exact same price as if you went to Amazon or wherever and, and bought the product from them directly. But by buying it through the link, you are supporting the show. So, um, it's a win-win. You get some free resources, hopefully some free information that will help you in your running. And uh, if you find something in there that, that you want and you think it will you know, be beneficial to you besides just the information, you make the purchase. It helps me. It helps you. We all win. So check it out. Dizruns.com slash little things. And if you've already checked it out, let me know what you think about it. We'd certainly love to hear your thoughts on the little things course. So today talking about uh, charity running, something that I finally, finally have done. Uh, many of you are well aware that uh, in the last, I don't know what it's been, eight or nine months, I uh, or eight or nine months ago, I guess, I signed up to run the Goofy Challenge at Walt Disney World as part of Team and Training, which is the uh, kind of charity running component of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, you know, it was it was kind of one of those, I'd been thinking about doing a charity running event or, or you know, doing something for, for charity for a while, and it just finally seemed like the right time. And uh, many of you supported the, uh, the operation financially or help me with uh, my fundraising. And uh, I do want to say thank you to that. Everybody who's, who's supported, there is an email that's being put together that really details and outlines the entire race weekend and, and everything that happened. Um, so stay tuned. You'll, you'll get that soon. Um, if you didn't donate, but you want that email, let me know. I'll, I'll send it to you as well. Uh, because this, today isn't really like a, a full detailed, you know, race description type of thing. You, you know that that's not really my, my thing, not something, something I really tend to do. Um, but today I want to talk about it just from the charity running experience, my experience as a charity runner, because if you've listened to me on past episodes and, and a couple episodes coming up when I, when I'm actually have, you know, interviewed several folks from team and training when I was, when I was there during, during marathon weekend, um, you know, I've, I've said several times that, you know, the fundraising component was a big thing that was holding me back. And, uh, I definitely learned a few things that I think I will do differently next time. And yes, there will be a next time. Uh, not anytime soon, I don't think. Although, you know, who knows? Who knows how this all plays out? Uh, I'm not planning on doing any type of major uh, fundraising push, charity running push uh, in 2021. Maybe 2022. Or uh, what, are, what are we talking? Let me, let me not fast forward years here. Not in 2020. Maybe 2021. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe 2022. Somewhere down the road, it'll probably happen again. Um, but in the meantime... Uh, here are some of the, the things that I learned, my experiences as well, in case you're kind of where I was a year ago, thinking about it, 
maybe should I do it? Should I not? I don't know. What can I expect? Uh, what's the fundraising going to be like? What kind of things should I do? I'm going to try to to lay this all out as clearly as I can uh, for any of you who are thinking about doing charity running events in the future. If you've done a charity running event in the past, I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, if any of this stuff makes sense, what kind of things you you learned from the experience, what you would do differently, and then I can obviously share those with other folks as well. But you can certainly head over to the show notes for today, leave a comment, and that way other folks that down the road want to want to get this information, maybe they can see your additions to today's conversation as well. Dizruns.com slash 807 for the show notes for today. So a couple disclaimers before we really dive in. First of all, this is obviously my my experience, and just like anything my point of view, my perspective, my experience can vary dramatically from any of the other 400 and whatever it was, 465 people, I think, that that uh, were part of one or more races at Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend for team and training this year. Um, so, you know, take take everything I say with a grain of salt, all right? I'm trying not to, to preach it as this is the gospel of charity running and this is everybody's charity. I, like, I recognize that this is just my experience. And there were things I liked. There were things that I was disappointed about. There were things that maybe I had unreal expectations of going in to begin with. So I couldn't help but be disappointed because my expectation versus any realistic expectation were, you know, varied widely. So take that in mind. This is also uh, another disclaimer is obviously just my experience with one charity with, with the team and training organization, which no matter how it comes across, I do want to be perfectly clear on one thing, great organization doing great work, raising money for leukemia and lymphoma society, who is doing great work in fighting the fight against various types of blood cancers, leukemia and lymphoma being big ones, but there's other ones going on. And in, in part, the work they're doing is fighting the fight against cancer as a whole as well. So they're doing great work. Nothing bad to say about leukemia and lymphoma society at all. Just want to be very clear about that. Nothing really bad to say about team and training as a whole and nothing, nothing even remotely bad to say about team and training as a whole. Um, I'll get into this more at the end. I would absolutely run with team and training again. Absolutely. Would, would consider it. Maybe I, I will, maybe I won't. There's other great charities that, that might align better for me. We'll get into that as we go as well, but I just want to make sure clear the air, no animosity, no angst, no nothing against anything related to team and training or the leukemia and lymphoma society, great organizations doing great work. So some of my takeaways, some of the things I, I learned, experienced, uh, was disappointed at, was excited about, appreciated whatever, and what have you in no particular order. So, uh, the first thing that's on my list today is the coaching side of it. And I know if, if you've ever done a charity running event before where you're raising money for a charity in part of, you know, some race, a lot of times they have they they promote that coaching is included. This is probably one of those situations where my expectations I, I don't even honestly I don't know what my expectations were. I didn't expect that I was going to get like full on Diz coaching experience here. You know, like like I I knew going into it that this wasn't going to be the type of custom coaching that I believe is good coaching. You know, there's going to be some type of group coaching here. It's cool. I was excited to see what they would provide. I was excited to see what I would get from a coaching a coaching point of view, coaching perspective, uh, knowing full well that I would be more than capable of filling in any gaps for myself. Um, and if I needed to, I would just do my own thing and not even worry about the coaching that was provided. That said, I was still disappointed in the coaching that we got. 
And one thing that I do want to point out here that with team and training, and I, I don't know if this is true of other organizations. I assume it probably is. Um, but with team and training, they have the opportunities to join like local groups, local, local training groups. So if you live in, you know, they, I had the opportunity to join the Orlando training group where, you know, you kind of get together on a, on a semi-regular basis, maybe hopefully at least for your long runs and run together. Now I opted, opted against that because there was no way that I was going to drive 45, 50 minutes an hour to get to Orlando, to go run for 15 miles, to then drive 45, 50 minutes an hour to drive home when my entire run was going to be less than my entire time in the car. Um, like I just, I just ain't got time for that on a, on a regular basis. Um, you know, I, I run enough in town. I've got, you know, Kate who I run with regularly, the pack I run with occasionally, a lot of times run with myself. Um, but I just, I wasn't going to drive to go run. It just wasn't going to happen. So, you know, I had those options. I also had the option of joining like kind of the virtual team, the, the team of, of folks that don't have a home base, a home team, quote unquote team, uh, to, to train with that may have dramatically influenced my coaching experience because I didn't, I never met my coaches in person versus I had trained with the Orlando team and ran up, you know, went and ran with them or, you know, insert whatever big city that you might live in and around and have access to. Um, you're going to meet the coaches. You're going to get to know them. They're going to talk to you more. They're going to probably offer a bit more, uh, tweaks. I hope at least they would offer a bit more tweaks, customization to make the training your own. My experience was, Hey, here's a one size fits all training plan for, you know, for you. Cause I was running goofy. So here's a training plan to help you get ready for the goofy challenge. Uh, it's pretty basic. If you think you would like something that's, you know, kind of more intermediate or more advanced, let us, let us know. It was a husband and wife couple that were my, my coaches. Uh, let us know. And we'll give you the, that plan. There was never any discussion of what qualified you for intermediate or advanced. Um, so I emailed back and said, I think I could take something more. Could I get the advanced plan maybe? And then, and they're like, yep, here you go. They gave me the advanced plan. I don't think there was ever any check of like, you know, what kind of fitness I have, what kind of mileage I was running. Um, there was never any check-ins. I, I never once got a check-in throughout the entire like eight month cycle leading up to, cause I signed up for it early. So I never got any check-ins as far as, Hey, what are you doing training wise? Uh, you know, we're looking at your, your Garmin data or your Strava data because I had shared that, um, you know, looking at it, like, you know, it doesn't line up with the training. What's going on. How are you feeling? Like nothing radio silence. Now I think if I would have reached out to him, I probably would have gotten some feedback back. Um, I don't know. I didn't reach out because I was kind of disgruntled about the whole situation at that point anyway. Um, so I just kind of binned my, my training plan and, uh, did my own thing because it was, it was the epitome of, you know, you will do your long runs on this day and you will do your rest days on this day. And I was like, Oh, hell no. Like my training is going to fit my life, you know, which is something I've talked about maybe a few times as being a priority for me when it comes to being a coach and helping the athletes I work with. Like we're going to cater the schedule to you and your life. And you know, if you do church on Sunday mornings, then we're not going to schedule massive long runs on Sunday mornings because church is important to you. Or if you work late on Friday nights, we're probably not going to schedule massive long runs on Saturday mornings because you're not going to get enough sleep. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to cater things to you and your schedule, not try to plug you in. And I was, I was just plugged in, which made me bitter AF about the coaching situation. Another thing that, that really irked me about the coaching is we'd get like these weekly emails, right? Uh, and, and I get that a lot of the folks that are doing these, these races are maybe, especially with a charity, especially for something like, like a Disney race for a charity might be kind of new to running. And, you know, I get that, 
but the information that some of the info, I stopped reading the emails. Like I was so disgruntled by it, uh, but there was information coming out that was just wrong. And like, I would send an email back going, you know, I'm not trying to step on your toes, but this is wrong. What case in point, one of the things that really stands out in my head is that they had said something out that said, basically, I don't remember what the numbers were, but it was like, basically the vast majority of runners should be in a stability shoe. And I was like, no, no, like that's, that's, that's wrong. Like, I don't know where they're getting that information, probably from shoe companies because shoe companies are always quick or especially shoe stores, always quick to try to put you into a stability shoe because they cost more. There's a higher profit margin usually. Um, but I found like dozens of articles and sent them some articles going, look, like this is, this is current research, not from like shoecompany.com, but from like the American journal of, of, uh, podiatry. And I, it may not have been that one, but from, from like reputable, you know, exercise science journals, uh, physiology journals, athletic training journals, uh, you know, like proper scientific research going very, very few people should be in stability shoes. Very few, everybody over, everybody pronates a little bit. That's, that's the natural form of running. So just because you get somebody on the, the slow motion camera while they're running on the treadmill and it goes, Oh man, look at your pronation. You definitely need stability shoes. No, you don't. No, you don't. So after several of those type of incidents, I was just like, I, I can't with these coaches. So all that to say, once again, that was my relationship, which as a coach working with another coach, you know, maybe there, there, there was set up for disaster anyway. Um, and maybe if it was something where I was more of a personal relationship instead of a mass email situation, maybe it would have been better. I don't know. I was disappointed in the coaching side of things to say the least. Again, not saying that that's universal, not saying that you can't be a charity runner, running with the charity, getting some coaching advice from, from whoever the coaches are, not saying that it's never going to be more customized to, to meet your needs. Just my, my experience, the coaching side of things, I, I was disappointed big time, big time. Um, another thing that was a little bit, uh, that, that, that maybe I had higher expectations for than I should have was the team component, the feeling of team. Uh, the connection that wasn't really formed that I thought could have been specifically talking about like, you know, bringing everybody together, maybe in a Facebook group. I mean, I like to think that we have the, the, the Diz runners here, you know, the Diz runs tribe. We have a pretty good Facebook group, um, trying to be the best running Facebook group on, uh, on the, on the interwebs or at least on the Facebooks. Um, and I was, I was looking forward to being in a Facebook group with the team and training folks, getting to know some of the folks, you know, cause again, training virtually training by myself or with people locally, but no one else that's training for this event, you know, it'd kind of be fun to get to know everybody over the course of three, four, six, eight, ten weeks, 12 weeks, uh, or longer leading up to the race, getting to know each other. And then, you know, when you get to the, to the race event, right, then it's kind of like a, a, a family reunion, you know, it's like, Hey, like, you know, everybody you're, you're connecting in person, but you've already had loads of conversations over the time that, uh, you know, that, that led up to that. Which I think, you know, again, not to try to plug our, you know, my Facebook group or our Facebook group any more than, than I already do on quick t- or Q&A episodes and various other times around the, the, the podcast. But like, if all of a sudden four or 500 of us showed up at the same race, it would be bananas. It would be bananas and it would be awesome on uh, a variety of levels because of the relationships that were formed there. So when I, when I signed up with team and training and heard about, you know, there's going to be this Facebook group, I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. You know, lots of, hopefully some banter, maybe some, some training challenges, some fundraising challenges, like some, you know, like helping each other out as needed, of course. 
but like let's banter let's break some some you know bust some balls let's crack some jokes let's have a good time getting to know each other virtually so that when we do come together it's going to be epic it's going to be awesome it's going to be this great coming together of of you know family that's never met each other but boy we're already connected and there was like none of that there was none of that there was a facebook group um that it was just, I mean, you know, there'd be a post every week or two. Most of the time the posts were like, hey, I'm really struggling with my fundraising, which was a great use of the group. Get some ideas, get some suggestions, help, you know, get let, let each other help each other out there. But there, like, there was no community that was really created in the group, which which was a bummer for me. Um, which then going into, into the weekend, I was just kind of like, eh, you know, like... I mean, I'm, I'm, I recognize that I'm doing my part to the greater good, raising money to fight cancer. Like, that's awesome. But, man, I was really hoping that there would be some more connections that were formed before that. Um, you know, and it just it just wasn't there. Again, maybe that was just this race. Maybe that was just this year. Maybe that's just uh, – maybe that's not accurate of all the other charities out there. I don't know, but my experience leading up to the, the race weekend itself, all through the training, all, it was just kind of meh. At, at best race weekend, however, completely different experience, completely different experience. Um, the cool thing about being with team and training for the Disney, uh, races at least was that they're like the official sponsor or official, uh, charity partner, I guess they're not really the sponsor they're the charity partner of marathon weekend. And so we got a really good deal on hotel rooms. So we got to, got to stay at, at the Disney resorts, um, you could either, you know, if you wanted to have a, a team and training roommate, you could, you could stay for free if you wanted to have your own room. So like Rebecca came over, so we had our, obviously we had a room for ourselves. Like it was like half price of what the normal going rate was. So that, that was cool. You got to see a lot of people there. Like, even though if everybody wasn't as connected as I wish we would have been beforehand, you know, there's still a lot of people around at the pool, at the restaurants, whatever, walking around, getting on buses together. Everybody's wearing their purple. So you started to get some of that team component getting together during the races itself. This is, this is where, uh, you know, I, I mean, I pretty much had two strikes going against my experience going into the races, but actually at the races, wearing the purple, out there running, I mean, it, 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 it was awesome. Like, it couldn't have been better, and my expectations were, I think, were high, at least originally. They maybe were, were lower uh, as the weekend approached, but it was, it was just awesome. Like, just seeing all of the other people out there, um, some of whom were struggling, some of whom were doing well, having, you know, people that were cheering throughout the course that they didn't know me, but they knew I was wearing purple. They knew I had team and training and training Jersey on my chest. And so, you know, you get the go team yells and, and people ringing their bells and cheering for you simply because you're part of the whole. And so that was the team part that was really for me missing from whenever I signed up April until January. But boy, for those, those couple of days out on the course, the team component was there. Uh, we also had various coaches that are, you know, are the coaches from the different groups, the different cities, uh, the online coaches, whoever, um, that were on the course and several times, not so much on Saturday for the half marathon. Uh, but several times on Sunday, I'd have a coach that would come out and just kind of run with me for, you know, it might've been a hundred yards. It might've been a quarter of a mile. Um, I don't think anybody stuck with me for that long because honestly, and not sound like a douche. I didn't need any help out there. Like I was feeling good. It was hot that day. Like it was, it was, uh, I think that the starting temperatures were about 72, 73 with about 85, 90% humidity. Um, and as the race went on, the sun came out, it just kept getting hotter and hotter. Uh, and, and not saying that that didn't affect me at all, but being local training in the heat and humidity year round, like I, I was good. 
I was good. I was well-trained. I was fit. I was, I was ready to go. Um, so I'd have folks that the, the coaches that would come out and run with me for a few minutes, um, just making sure, Hey, are you okay? Are you hydrating? Are you doing all the things? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like this is, this is hotter than I would have liked for race day, but certainly not hotter than, you know, most of my training runs in April and May and June and July and August and you know, whatever, um, I can, I can handle this. I'm good. So then they would find somebody else in the team and training uh, shirt Jersey that was struggling and they would run with them for a lot longer, really help motivate them, keep them going again, just a team. We're all in this together. Appreciate the help. Appreciate the support. Appreciate the coaches running with me. Um, everything about race weekend was awesome. You know, there was the tent afterwards, after the races, they had the tent before the race. You meet up there, uh, get a little pep talk, cheerleading, ready to go. Rah, rah, which I didn't really take part in because you know, not really my jam. Um, maybe next time I'll, I'll be a little bit more uh, involved on that side of things, but you know, going to the tent afterwards, got some, got, uh, you know, kind of some gifts from, from team and training had all kinds of extra, um, snacks and refreshments and things like that, which, uh, if you've ever run a Disney race before, or at least ever run a Disney race recently, you know, that, uh, the Disney refreshments or the Disney, uh, post race fair is as pathetic as it gets. Um, team and training did not disappoint on that front. Um, obviously it wasn't for everybody, but for those of us that, that ran, we got to have some, some snacks there, uh, got ginger ale, which is primo. So I uh, took advantage of that. Um, but you know, got, got to connect with a couple people there, talked a little bit. Um, obviously Rebecca was with me, so we were heading back to the hotel or heading back home, but it was, it was that part of it was good. Everything about the race situation from my perspective with team and training was awesome. So that side of it was great. And maybe it's still recency bias, but I think that outweighed some of the, the frustrations and disappointments that I had leading up to race weekend. But what about the fundraising? What about the fundraising? What about the part that I've, I've long said was the one thing holding me back? Um, and, and the one thing that I was most worried about doing, going into it, raising, raising the money necessary to meet the, the, the minimums, um, obviously, or maybe not obviously, maybe you never really looked into it. Different races, different organizations have different fundraising requirements. You know, you want to get into some of the big races. You want to get into Boston. You want to get into New York. You got to raise thousands of dollars because those are, those are high, high ticket items, right? You want to get into, um, some smaller races, Disney kind of medium, medium ticket dollars. Um, but you want to get into some of the, the smaller races, maybe some of the rock and rolls, even some of the Disney races, uh, with various organizations, you might be looking at, you know, five, six, $700, a thousand dollars, $1,500, um, still a lot of money, but you know, not 5,000, 10,000, something like that, like some of the big ones. So, you know, if, if you're nervous about dipping your, your toes into the fundraising, look at the options, look at the different organizations that are available to run with. Um, and you might be able to find something or at least certain races where the, the, the amount of funds that you need to raise is not as much as, as, uh, not enough to be as intimidating as you, as you're worried about, if that all makes sense. So, uh, there's different options out there, but a few things that I have learned throughout this process, maybe this is the actual tip part for today. Uh, but the, the, the some things I've learned about this process that I will definitely be using, implementing, um, going forward. And, and taking part in some other, whenever I do take part in other charity running events, um, find a cause that's personal. That's one that I, I kind of have been kicking myself about for a while with this one. Again, this is nothing against team and training. This is nothing against the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society uh, because they're doing really awesome work. Thankfully, I don't have a real close familial connection. I don't even know that I have a friend connection, although I probably do and just don't know about it. 
but I don't, as far as I really know, I don't really have any connections with leukemia or lymphoma. I have, certainly have connections with, with other cancer. So they have connections with other diseases, other, other, uh, causes that I could run for. Um, but nothing with team and training. And so I think that, that having that lack of personal connection makes fundraising a little bit harder because I, you know, it's one thing for me to say, Hey, you know, um, I'm running this race with team and training. We're raising money for leukemia and lymphoma society, uh, you know, helping to fight the fight against blood cancer, uh, and, and would really appreciate if you're willing to donate something, a couple bucks, a couple of bucks per mile, whatever works for you, whatever you're able to, to donate would really appreciate that. Versus if I had a story, uh, like some of the stories that I heard, um, and I don't want to spoil anything because this podcast episode's coming up, but, but maybe, maybe for me, a more personal story would be, you know, uh, if I was running for another organization where I could talk about a disease that, and I don't want to, I'm not here to plug or, or displug. I mean, we're talking about team and training today, but you know, other organizations where, you know, my family has a history of this disease. I watched my grandparents suffer with this disease. Uh, something that's really been, been front of my mind since I was you know 10 years old, 12 years old, how to make sure that I don't end up with, with this disease when I'm older and go through what I watched them go through and watch my grandkids go through what I experienced. You know, I, I want to try to avoid this, this situation. I want to find a cure well before I'm at the point, hopefully before my parents are at that point, you know, um, something that that's really personal, really have that connection. I think that would make it a lot easier, make it a lot easier to drum up the funds. And that's something that, that was a common thread throughout a lot of the folks I talked to uh, and have talked to with other charities over the, the years on the podcast, that having that personal connection makes a big difference. If you're going to run for an organization that you don't have a personal connection for, i.e. if I were to run with team and training again, which is a very distinct possibility, what I will do differently is buddy up with somebody else, buddy up with somebody else who uh, has a, a child that has battled leukemia or lymphoma that has lost a parent or has a parent that, that survived the, the, the fight with leukemia or lymphoma, somebody who has overcome the disease themselves, but finding somebody who has that, that, that personal connection to the, to the cause. So you can put a name, you can put a face, you can put a distinct story to it. And instead of me just going out there and saying, Hey, we're fighting the fight against leukemia and lymphoma. Can you help the cause? Um, I think would have made a big difference. So find a cause that's personal to you. And if you don't have that, or you don't have those options, partner up with somebody else who's, who's got that personal connection and make sure you can use their story and you can, you can put that name, that face to the, to the situation. Uh, I think that would have made, it would have made it easier for me to ask for money. And I think it would have made it easier for some folks, uh, that, uh, especially those that I'm not in as constant or as regular contact with to open up their wallets and give a few bucks, which leads me to the next one. What I'm going to start doing now, um, even though I have no plans of doing a charity run anytime soon is warm up my network a little bit. Uh, I felt slimy doing this and I'm sure it didn't feel any better for those that I did this too. folks that I haven't talked to for months, years, maybe multiple years. Um, you know, the first thing that I, that I said to them after years and years of, of radio silence on social media, no emails, no texts, no nothing was like, Hey man, hope everything's well. Um, I'm running this race for leukemia and lymphoma society. Uh, would you be willing to donate a few bucks to, to help the cause? Like I get those messages sometimes. And I'm not very likely to donate, you know? Um, so not surprised, you know, when I, when I sent those messages out to some of my friends, college buddies, um, people from past jobs, things like that, that I haven't talked to in, you know, a decade or more sometimes, uh, they weren't exactly like quick to donate. Not that they had anything against leukemia and lymphoma society, not that they necessarily had anything against me, 
But it's just like, hey, you know, I didn't check in with them at all until I needed something. And now I'm asking a favor. Like, that's kind of a douchey thing to do. So, uh, you know, one thing that I'm, I've been wanting to work on this for a while and, and it's really kind of at the point where like, I need to, I need to make it happen is I need to just check in with some friends, check in with some, some people that I haven't talked to in a while, some acquaintances, whatever, um, you know, send them a message on Facebook, slide into the DMS on, on Instagram or Twitter, uh, send them an email, send them a text, you know, those that I have phone numbers for and just say, Hey, what's up? How's the family? How are the kids? How's work? Are you still doing this? Like what's going on? Show some interest in them. Strike up a conversation. It doesn't need to be something that, that takes a big deal. It is a big deal uh, as far as like time commitments. It doesn't need to be hours and hours on the phone. Uh, but just a little something every, whatever, every couple few months, every six, seven months, something like that. So that, you know, and, and maybe this sounds a little bit sleazy, but I, I, I don't look at it that way. I mean, I'm taking interest in them, but then when, when I need a favor, when I need, or when I'm asking someone to help contribute to a, a cause the next time I'm doing a charity race, you know, you showed an interest in them. You, you had a conversation. You kind of know what's going on in their life. Like, I think it'll be easier to, to give. You know, another thing that I'm going to do kind of along the same lines, again, not from a selfish perspective, but just from a, hey, like, I know what it's like to try to fundraise for a race now. I'm going to be much more quick to throw in 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks to, to y'all, uh, to other folks I know that are doing fundraisers for various things um, because you know, again, kind of one of those karma situations, right? If I, if I give, if I give what I'm able to, as I'm able to, hopefully more people, whether it's the same people or whether it's other people, you know, get to kind of get some of that karma out there. Some other folks will, will give back. So if you're thinking about doing a charity race, if you're thinking about maybe it's time to, to go for it before you start asking for money, I would encourage you to start just checking in. Hey, how are you doing? Check in with your old friends or your, your great aunt that you haven't talked to since you graduated high school 30 years ago, whatever the case might be. Check in with those people, say hi, see how they're doing. And then three months from now, when you check in again and they're like, Hey, you know, it's been great. You know, it was good hearing from you a few months ago. Uh, you know, this has changed since then. Hey, what's new with you? You can be like, Hey, you know what? I just did this, this cool thing. Uh, I just signed up for XYZ half marathon, and I'm doing it in support of ABC charity. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you're able to, to give, I don't know if, if that's something that you'd be like, be willing to do, but if you would, that would be awesome. Here's my link. Uh, other than that, you know, things are good. The, the kids had a birthday. We celebrated our anniversary. We, you know, I got this new thing at, at work, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's now it's part of the conversation as opposed to like, Hey, uh, yeah. Um, would you, would you give, would you give? So warm up the network do some, you know, plant some of those karmic seeds out there. Uh, definitely things that I'm going to start doing already really have kind of started to do. Uh, we'll continue to do, make it a more of a concerted effort. And then when it's time for me to, to throw my hat in the ring for another charity run event, eh, probably going to work out. And, and while we're on the subject here, I will say this, I, I don't know the exact percentages, but if you're listening to this right now, um, people that listen to the podcast, people that are in the Facebook group that are on my email, you know, get, that read my emails, Y'all who, who, for lack of a better way of saying it, are, are pretty warm in my network, y'all came through with the donations. Like, again, I don't have the exact numbers, but I would say probably 90% of the donations came through from y'all. Like, like maybe 10% from my friends and family, who admittedly, I'm not very good at keeping in touch with. So, you know, not for nothing, but it just goes to show that by the, the people that you care about, the people that, that you're talking to on a regular basis people that you're somehow interacting, interacting with regularly, like they're more likely to give. So I'm going to try to shore that up. So that the next time, maybe it's a little closer to 50, 50, 
you know, maybe it'll never be 50, 50. I don't know, but you know, maybe I'll get, you know, some people in my family that actually donate next time, as opposed to my, my mom donated like three days before the race. That was it. Um, you know, nothing from cousins. Uh, I had, I, one of my aunts donated as well. Thank you, aunt Sue. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in that. And so, but again, is it my fault that I never, ever check in with them? Probably, probably. So, you know, warm up your, warm up your network, warm up your, your list of friends and family. Stay in, just stay in touch. Be a good person. Maybe that's, maybe that's the lesson here. Be a good person. And then when you're asking a favor to, to be an even better person, people will, will give, people will give. Uh, last but not least, this is a long one. I uh, apologize for, I don't apologize. I'm not, I'm not apologizing for this being a long one. Some things that, that will hopefully be helpful for you if you're looking to become uh, a charity runner somewhere in the future. When in doubt, creativity for the win. There's a lot of easy ways to, you know, kind of, I don't want to say nickel and dime, but, you know, asking people, writing letters, um, doing various kind of charity type of events, you know, at, at uh, passing the hat at different, at different organizations, whatever, those types of things are great. And those types of things can certainly add up. But if you want to make a big chunk, if you want to make a big splash in your fundraising, get creative, get creative doing my, you know, y'all know how much I love the treadmill, right? <laughs> like, I think, I think I've made that clear over the years. And so when I did the treadmill challenge, or the treadmill marathon, like I got a lot of money for that because I was doing something that, that was, you know, was pretty ridiculous for me way outside of my normal type of routine. Um, doing it for a, a reason, doing it for a cause. And y'all came through like, like gangbusters. All right. Same thing with this days of summer, something big, a spectacle, something different, something fun, something out of the, out of the ordinary, not just me asking for money, but Hey, we're going to put this thing together. We're going to have some fun with it. There's this God, God, gaudy and God awful metal that's coming along with it. Like, let's do it. Boom. Y'all keep, y'all came through again. And it, it, I mean, just, those are by far my two, like those put me probably 75% of the way there. Like I said, 90% of the funds came from y'all anyway. So that was, that was huge. It was huge. Um, Outside of things that I did, you know, talking to John Rigney from, from a while, uh, I think we talked in September, uh, he was part of team and training as well, did the small world challenge where they rode, it's a small world for, uh, you know, from sun up to sundown. Uh, and they raised lots and lots and lots of money for that. It got on good morning America. Like it was, it went national. It was, it was gangbusters. Why? Because it was creative. Like who, who would want to subject themselves to riding it's a small world 15 times in, in 14 hours or whatever it ended up being, but they did it and they, they made, they, they raised tons of like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for leukemia and lymphoma society from that. So, you know, obviously you don't have to do something that extreme, but the more creative you can be. And I've already got some ideas that I'm sitting on. Uh, although if you, if you want, want to brainstorm with me, I'm happy to do that. We can, we can talk and we can, we can share some of those ideas in large part because I can't remember right now, but I know I have them written down. So I'm good. Uh, but there's, there's some things that I've thought of that, Hey, maybe we can do this a little bit more next time. Maybe I can do this a little bit more next time. It'd be something that would be different. It would be creative, would hopefully raise some funds um, for the next time I do this. So uh, those are those are kind of three fundraising tips. Find a cause that's personal, warm up your network before you go asking for money, um, and get creative. Get creative. That Those things can, can really go a long way towards fundraising. So all things considered, like I said at the beginning, I don't want to bury the lead, um, but I'm going to do another charity event at some point. I don't know when it's going to be. This year, next year, somewhere down the road, it's going to happen. Will it be team and training again? Maybe, maybe, um, certainly there's some folks I talked to some, some connections I made friends, friends I made at the event that like, yeah, I could see myself running with them again. Um, but I could, you know, I could also see myself taking some of my own advice and maybe picking a different organization that's a little bit more personal to me and doing something on that front. I don't know. We'll see one way or the other though. I will be back. Um, but until then I want to, to help you guys. So, you know, if, if, if you're 
doing, you know, running for a charity, let me know so I can support you. Um, I think this is, and this isn't an official announcement. All right. So temper yourselves. But I think that there's probably going to be a Diz Days of Summer Volume 2 this year. Um, still going to try to figure it, out, figure it out. But instead of me raising the money for, for a cause for me this time, I want to pick one or two people that are in the Facebook group that are running for a charity. And either one person gets all the money or a couple people split the money, whatever. But I want to be bigger than last year, better than last year, and support somebody besides myself or, you know, the charity that I'm choosing. So, you know, stay tuned. We might be doing Diz Days of Summer again this year. Um, you know, probably 75% yes, 25% no at this point. Still, again, to be determined, but, you know, stay tuned. Um, but if you have questions about running for a charity, I, I, I don't have, I'm not the expert, but I'm happy to talk about my experience, help brainstorm, help you come up with your, your, uh, fundraising situation. So, um, you know, as runners, I think that we're pretty good people and I think that we can do a lot of good in this world. And I think that there's a lot of good that needs to be done in this world. And charity running is certainly one way to, uh, to do some of that good. So, um, I'll be back. If you've never done it before, I would definitely encourage you to, to, to think long and hard and, and maybe dip your toes in the water. If you if you're a regular charity runner, thank you. Thank you for what you do for the organization or organizations that you run for. Uh, the causes that you support and, and thank you for, for bringing some more good into the world. It is appreciated. So that is it for today. My, my thoughts, my experience, my takeaways from my first ever, but not last ever charity running experience, uh, the 2020 goofy challenge with uh, team and training in support of the leukemia and lymphoma society. Uh, like I said at the beginning, like I'll say again now, um, if you have something to add to this, I would love to hear your experiences. I would love to hear what you've done to help raise funds for races that you've run, um, at Diz runs on Twitter at Diz runs on Instagram, Diz runs at gmail.com. And, and probably the best one, best one ever, best reason ever to head back to the show notes and leave your, your thoughts and your suggestions and your comments in that comment section for others to read down the road. Dizruns.com slash eight zero. What did I say? Eight zero five for this one. Eight zero seven for this one. Let's get that right. Dishruns.com slash 807 for this one. Uh, and leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, your charity running experience in the comments below there. Um, and let's, let's keep doing good. Let's keep doing good in the world. So uh, until next time, y'all check out the Little Things course if you haven't already. Dizruns.com slash little things. And y'all take care. Please be well. Uh, if you like this one, share it with a friend. I appreciate that. And uh, until next time, see you. <laughs>